do you remember roughly a year ago now when the boss of Jeep Australia boldly told us all that he was revising parts prices down in the spirit of being, I'm paraphrasing, somewhat less extortionate? I don't think this has worked out all that well. Details next. I'm John Cadogan from AutoExpert.com.au and I get new cars cheap for buyers here in Australia. Website for that, and obviously, or you can just click the card that's up there now, dude. Time flies, doesn't it? Like, it's virtually the first birthday of the big announcement by Jeep Shitsville boss Kevin Flynn, the Flinster, that Stellantis Shitsville, knee FCA Shitsville, was unassholing its parts pricing. <laughs> this was after they were sandpaper dildoed by the national news media when a young family was presented with a bill you could see from the International Space Station to repair their shitbox Grand Cherokee. Oopsie-daisy. Following that, in a hard-hitting exclusive puff piece by John Mellor on the 12th of March last year, in a publication that statistically nobody reads, called Go Auto News Premium, Miracle Insomnia Cure, just saying, personal opinion, in that fine rag, the Flynnmeister said, On parts, we have taken nearly 17,000 part numbers we sold during the course of last year across Chrysler Jeep, and we've done a full analysis on the pricing. We've taken a number of key points as a reference, and we've changed our price points wherever it was necessary. He does make it sound like a fucking moonshot, doesn't he? At least that's how it sounds to me. Tranquility Base, key points confirmed, you are go for pricing unassholification. Godspeed. So we set a parameter, and anything that was above that parameter was cut. 90% of the dealer's parts revenue was from those parts, so that was the area that was causing concern, and that was the area we needed to fix. That is done, live in the market now. All the pricing infrastructure has been changed, and all the dealers are up to speed. I say this quite sincerely. Thank Electric Jesus and the burning friggin' bush he generally speaketh from that they managed to set that parameter in time. Otherwise, obviously, the dilithium burn rate would have gone into explosive hypercriticality. Nobody wants that. That's shat verified, by the way. He's still got it, the shat. I'm not gay, but there's definitely something about him. I would not be at all surprised to wake up from being dead and discover the shat actually in charge. That would explain rather a lot. Meanwhile, back on Earth, parameter set, dealers up to speed, live long and prosper. He is the one, Luke, I am your father. Do or not do, there is no try. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Like a splinter in your mind's eye, I'll be back. Where we're going, we don't need roads. Or so I thought. And then... A dude named Wrench-Wielding Jeff, or at least that's what I call him, he handed me the frigging red pill once again. Bastard. See, WWJ gets his 
customer's car in. It's a shitbox 2013 Grand Cherokee and it's like rushed into the surgery. The paramedics steam it right in like straight through triage. That's bad, generally. It's leaking fuel, stat. It's only got 116,000 Ks on the clock. Grieving owner in the waiting room, unconsolable. WWJ steps in, he masks up. He whips out the tools. He does an emergency fuel tank ectomy right there on the floor of the frigging trauma center. It's like... Black Hawk down all over again. WWJ, he's a legend. He never crashes under pressure, right? He's that dude. He tracks down the bleeder. It's on the proximal aspect of the fuel tank where a cheap, shitty plastic artery rubs on the bodywork over time. And it becomes a ticking time bomb before one day, without warning, going poopy in its frigging trousers. And here's the thing, right? Those, uh... Let's call them, um, extortionate Stellantis Shitsville mother lovers. They don't sell the hose as a replacement part of friggin' course. You have to buy the whole fucking fuel tank. And it's only 4,050 bucks. So this turns into a $5,400-ish repair bill, overwhelmingly because those mother-lovin' leopards just can't change their spots. And this is long after the alleged parameter reset and getting those dealers, quote, up to friggin' speed. I don't know about you, but I find that emphatically disgraceful, a naked rip-off, not to mention a gross waste of resources. Like, I've seen the official quote for this one, the repair quote. It's hilarious slash shocking, depending on whether you're the owner or not. Anyway, wrench-wielding Jedi is an old softy at heart down there, you know, and he locates a transplant from a donor vehicle at a wrecker nearby, a sort of nursing home. A used tank from a shitbox Grand Cherokee that had gone poopy elsewhere in its trousers. There's plenty of those around, unsurprisingly, proving once again that everything in life, even the living hell of shitbox Jeep ownership, is a good news, bad news story. Yes. The used tank, 400 bucks. Okay, still somewhat more expensive than a new plastic hose might be, had those fuckers just designed the tank to be serviceable. But, <coughs> think you'd agree, 400 bucks is somewhat less of a heart stopper than 4,000. To Big Kev, sitting in the golden water closet at the Stellantis Shitsville boardroom, stroking the other senior executives over another job well done, I would humbly say, dude, you've had a main parameter reset undervolt and you seem to be venting credibility into space. Again. And how are those sales going, by the way, while I've got you? That turnaround. Is it still on track? In related Jeep news, I got this recently from Norman McLaughlin, a loyal viewer. Love your work, dude. I own a Jeep Wrangler, ride motorcycles, and live in Canberra. I'm very sorry to hear that, Norman. Like, 
Dude, two out of three living hells. Nobody deserves that. I do hope the motorcycling is some sort of consolation, mate. I'm considering driving the blessed thing, the Wrangler, out into one of the Australian deserts. Solid plan, dude. Approved. One-way trip, I hope. Like for the vehicle, not you. I need to retain all the rock-solid viewers I can. Obviously. In contemplating this monumental folly, I thought about the wisdom of bringing along a satellite communicator of some sort. Then I came across the Jeep edition of the Spot Gen 4 and Spot X. It's been three days since I found this, and I still don't know whether to roll on the floor laughing, curl up in the fetal position weeping uncontrollably, or bang my head on the wall. This quandary is of course quite common among Jeep owners, that fetal head-banging dichotomy. Which should I do? Australia leads the world, closely followed by Germany and Brexit Potamia, in the establishment of a nationwide treatment network for SBOS, shitbox ownership syndrome. These places are called pubs. The afflicted gather for regular Jeepaholic Anonymous meetings most evening, and it's quite therapeutic indeed. Norman is, of course, talking about this. I do love it. This is a brilliant commercialization strategy in my view, when you think about it. You engineer in above average pants pooping proclivity and then you offer the sufferer a solution. Yes. You leverage that legendary unreliability. Some form of fail-safe communication is of course a great idea for anyone planning to visit Dingo Piss Creek. This is of course upgraded from good idea to absolutely essential in one of those shitbox jeeps. There's only so long anyone can hope to last among all the predators out there in one's three and a half ton sewage transport system when one's jeep's pants have developed a bilateral ischemic poop embolism outside of mobile range. The only fly in the ointment as I see it with all of this would be overcoming the natural reluctance I would experience personally when faced with the prospect of putting my faith in any Jeep branded product should my life actually depend upon it. Props to them for ballsy marketing though. As with any disease however, a microgram of prevention is worth more than a kilo of cure, as Nana used to say. 